Hi, have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Come on in the house. Let's talk. Happy New Year. We have entered a brand new year, 2022. Although we have a lot of baggage from 2021, we've entered a new year. And I'm encouraging you to clip the baggage. Let it go. Whatever did or didn't happen in 2021, let it go. This is a fresh start. The slate is totally clean. It matters more what you do from this point, January the 6th, going forward, instead of what you did last January the 6th. Everyone makes mistakes. We all have regrets. Things that we should have did, but we didn't. And things that we had no business doing, we did them anyway. But shake it off and start fresh. Let the memories of our transgressions and our regrets, let them stay in the past. And as we enter this brand new year, Fill your mind with positive thoughts. Fill your heart with love, peace, joy, and happiness. Let go the squabbles that you had in 2021. The arguments, the disagreements, the I don't like. Everything that weigh you down, let it go. Start fresh. Every morning that you get up, you have new mercy. When you get up and look in the mirror, give thanks for a brand new day. I have health and strength, peace of mind, closed in my right mind. Start fresh and leave that old baggage behind. We have so much to be thankful for. Even if you had COVID in 2021, It's a brand new year. Leave it behind. All the naysayers, the negative thoughts, leave it behind. We are starting over fresh. The slate is clean. Let's write a new chapter in our life. A chapter that you can be proud of. A chapter where you 
have control of what you're going to accept and what you're going to reject. You don't have to be what people say you are. You don't have to do what people think you ought to do. You have a mind. You can think for yourself. Use your mind, your brain, to do the things that you want to do. Whether you want to advance in your career, advance in education, or perhaps you're seeking a partner, a husband or wife. Advance. This year, be a better mother. This year, be a better wife. Be a better husband. Be a better daughter. A better aunt. A better sister. A better brother. A better uncle. Be a better church member. Community member. A human being. Be better at it. All that weight that weighted you down in 2021. Let go and look to the hills from where your strength comes. Be a better person. If you are surrounded by naysayers and negative people, free yourself. You don't have to be held down by the naysayers. You don't have to be friends and associates with those naysayers. You need to move on and to fill your room, your space, your area with positive people, with people who are going somewhere. You don't need to fill the room or the atmosphere that you're in with people who are stuck on steel. They still broke, still unemployed, still unhappy. And they've been that way for the last 10 years. So what makes you think they're going to change? Because until they make up their mind, they're going to be stuck in steel. You don't need them kind of friends and associates, even if they're family members. Cut them loose. Cut them loose so that you can rise. You can't rise with all this weight holding you down. You cannot rise with naysayers. Associate yourself with people who are going somewhere. Associate yourself with positive role models. And your role model should not be a football player. Your role model should not be an actress or a singer or a rapper. Your role model should be someone within your community who you can talk to, you can touch, you can follow along with what they're doing. Because chances of you ever meeting a football player or actress or actor who you idolize is going to be slim to none. So let your role models be local people. If you have a virtuous woman in the community who's living, not just talking, because so many times we talk about being right. We talk about righteousness, but we're not living the parts. Same thing with our young men or older men. You have older men in the community who talk 
the talk, but they don't walk the walk. You need to associate yourself with people who are actually walking and talking the same speed. People who are living what they talk about, not just talking to you and telling you, you need to get yourself together. You need to stop this. You need to stop that. But they have stopped those negative things. And therefore, they can tell you how to overcome those things. But make sure that they have overcome them. And make sure that they are living the life that they're talking about. All too often, we want to be in the in crowd. The crowd who don't want nothing but the smoke of blood. Go to the club, spend all your money. Go down to the nail shop, get their nails and toes done and eyebrows plucked. And then we go to those oriental shops and buy all those wigs. Blue hair, pink hair, orange hair. What are they, Smurfs? Back in the day, they had a little cartoon called Smurfs. And Papa Smurf, if I'm not mistaken, had blue hair. That's the only thing that I saw on TV that talked that had blue hair. So we need to associate ourselves with positive people. We need to work on our speech whether we're speaking in public or at various events, we need to practice our walking so that we can walk correctly. We need to look in the mirror and see to make sure that our dresses and pants are not too tight, not too short. Nobody needs to see everything under that dress. Therefore, you don't leave nothing to the imagination when you try to show it all. We need to be wholesome people. We need to dress in the proper attire so that we can not only look the part, we live in the part. A brand new year. Let this be a better year for you. If you have never read a book dealing with finances, get you a book and read so that you can increase your financial situation, so that you can start building generational wealth for those that come behind you. We need to read more. There's lots of information in books. All you gotta do, read it. We're struggling with our history. Get you a book about your history and read it. Not only read it, internalize it. Let that become a part of you because that needs to make you a better person. That generational wealth, we need to build it. We need to be able to have our own stores in the community. And when you have a store in the community, I don't mean a shack. I mean an upscale store that anyone will walk into and will be glad to shop there and not selling t-shirts or dresses or pocketbooks at your car of storefronts. Or perhaps you want to sell online. Nothing wrong with that. 
if you sell online, you have less overhead because you don't have to pay for a building. But the choice is yours. Try investing in the stock market. And I know I hear you. I don't have that kind of money. Yes, you do. You have $5. There's a site called Stash, and I am not. Let me clear this up. I am not a financial person, a financial advisor, but I do know you can buy stocks from Stash starting at $5. You're buying a portion of a portion of a stock, and it's best to have a portion than none at all. Because if you let your money stay there and just continually build and build and build, eventually you're on a, a whole stock, then another one, then another one. Build that financial wealth. Become computer literate. We don't need to just use our phone to um, get on Facebook and Instagram. We need to learn how to actually use the computer. The computer is loaded with information. Whether you're doing QuickBooks or you're making a mini movie, lots of information is on the computer. And we have got to use this information for our good, for our benefit, so that we can prosper. We have all these other nationalities coming into our communities, opening up stores. Our people can cook. Soul food is some of the best food, if it's done right, that you can eat. This past Christmas and Thanksgiving, you could not find chitlins nowhere. Chitlins has been a staple in my life ever since I was big enough to know what food was. We've had chitlins every Christmas until Christmas 2021. Then we couldn't find them. And the people kept saying that um, they're so expensive. If you find them, they're going to be $40. Now, I don't know about you. I like chitlins. You might say it like. I like that hot sauce on them. Give me no rice with them. I just like plain hot sauce and hot chitlins. But I'm not going to pay $40 for animal intestines. Because that's all it is. It's intestines that holds all that poop. But once you clean that poop out, those are some of the best, the best meat that you could ever eat. But this past Christmas, we didn't have any because we couldn't find any. And for many years, chitlins and pig feet have been staples within our community. But now, other people are eating them. That's why we have a shortage. They have taken our meats that we ate because nobody else wanted. They just throw them away. I'll never forget. grew up in the city, but my parents were from down south. And every Thanksgiving, we would come south, or go south, to kill hogs when the moon was full. Remember now, what did I say? When the moon was full. Because the old people did everything by the moon. And if you did that when the moon was full, then your meat was preserved. And i never forget, we had to literally hold those chitlins or either pour the water through the chitlins to wash all that stuff out of them. 
and they did not look like they look in the store because chitlins that actually make it to the stores, those chitlins are bleached. Because when you have chitlins that come freshly out the hall, they are dark because they're holding the waste. And my aunts and grandmother and them, they would clean them chitlins over and over and over and over and wash just like you were washing a sock up and down, up and down, up and down. Fill them up with water, empty them. Fill them up with water, empty them. And they did that until they felt that they was clean. And then they put them all in a big old pot. And they let them boil. And they boiled them for an hour or two. Then they took that water, poured it off, and put some fresh water on there. And let them boil some more. They were cleaning the chitlins. Because back in the day, they didn't throw anything away from the hog. They cut up the feet. If they didn't make pickled hog feet, then they would just boil them and they would sit around and eat them. And that's one part I couldn't eat because I, I never learned how to swallow them. But every part of that hog was used. They would gouge his eyes out, take the tongue out, they would cut the hog tongue up. And if you weren't nine times sharp, you was going to eat it the next morning for breakfast. You just weren't going to know what it was. But they take it out, cut it out, chop it up real fine. And in the morning, over your grits, you had some hog tongue. Or mixed in some eggs. And you ate it. Because you didn't question, what's this, what's that? You were so thankful to eat. So you ate it. They would take the hog head and they would grind it up, as my mother used to say, into hog head sausage. So they used every part of the hog. The hams were hung in the smokehouse for a period of time till they cured. And they didn't smoke. If if you killed hog by the moon, when the moon's full, full moon, your meat didn't spoil. We didn't have, or they didn't have, a, a refrigerator freezer put in. They put it in what they call a smokehouse. They put it in a pillar slip, as my grandmother would say. Tied it up, and they hung it from the rafters in the smokehouse. And that meat stayed there and cured. And every so often, my granddaddy would go out there and he would cut it to see had it seasoned and cured. And he would cut a little piece, bring it in the house and cook it. And he said, no, it's not quite ready. A few more weeks passed. So eventually, the meat was cured. And then we had ham. We ground up that sausage that night. That's why I hated hog killing time. Because they had a manual sausage grinder. And I could see my daddy and I putting that meat in there. And we had to take turns grinding up their sausage. They grind it, they put that seasoning in it, and sometimes they would take it uptown to the local meat market and let them grind it again and mix the meat, the seasoning with the meat. But we used every part of that hall. There was no waste. We today have gotten fancy. 
if our children don't want to eat what we cook, I want to go to McDonald's. You take them to McDonald's. They get to McDonald's. I don't see what I want. I want to go to Burger King. You go to Burger King. When I was growing up, wasn't no Burger King close around us. And like I say, my grandparents lived in the country, so wasn't no McDonald's. It was the 80s. 1980s. Might have been 84, 85 when McDonald's family came to town. Yes. So whatever grandma cooked, you ate it. I was watching my grandmother cook and I thought they were chicken thighs. I said, Grandma, what are those? She said, turkey butts. I thought my grandmother, who had a wonderful personality and a wonderful sense of humor, I thought she was being smart because Big Mom, as we called her, always had a smart answer for you. So I said, Granddaddy, what do Big Mama cooking? She cooking turkey butts. I said, turkey butts? He said, yeah, that last little part to go over the fence. It looked like a thigh, but it was, a, as he called it, a turkey butt. I wasn't going to eat that. So that night I ate me a little cornbread, a little milk, and no meat. But I definitely didn't go to no McDonald's or no Burger King because we had them. So we've got to teach our children to be thankful. We've got to teach our children how we made it. And how do we do that? We have to share the stories. We all got a story that we can share. Well, my children said, Mom, you got a thousand and some stories. I said, I sure do. Everything come up. I got a story. I have lived not only a blessed life, but I've lived an adventurous life. Yes, I did a lot of things my parents told me not to do. But I paid for it. Because when old Charlie Brown came out, I paid for it. And that's what made me a better person. Because even though I did those things that I knew were wrong, I learned from the consequences because there's always a consequence for everything that we do, whether it's right or wrong, there's a consequence. Whether it's good or bad, there's a consequence. And being people, because we are of that sinful nature, we're going to do some wrong. Now, it's a difference in just doing wrong because you're a child. And doing wrong because you're an adult, you just don't care. Big difference. When we learn better, we're supposed to what? Do better. So as a child, I learned that for everything that I did that was wrong or negative or bad, I had to pay. And as an adult, I understand that. I understand why my parents set those rules. I understand why they try to instill those positive things in us. I understand why we had to go to church on Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, Sunday school on Sunday, choir practice on Saturday. Those things kept us out the streets. It kept us connected with positive people. And it made us better people. Those are the things that help bring me over. You can share with your children 
the things that you did, whether it's good or bad, and don't paint this rosy picture of you doing everything right because children are not crazy. They know that we are not perfect. We're just perfect in our own little minds. But we're definitely not perfect in our children's minds. And we don't need to paint a perfect picture in their minds because they realize that we're not perfect. Because they're not perfect. There are no perfect people. So tell your children, yeah, I cut school. I got a whooping when I got home, but I sure cut school. I never did it no more. Let them know that you too was mischievous, that you too tested the waters. We need to share these things with our children so that they will know mom and daddy not perfect, but they are right. They learn from their mistakes. They tried to do better. I'm going to be all right. Even though I do this, that, and the other, and I know it's not right, I'm going to be all right. And that's what counts, that we're going to be all right. So in the year 2022, parents draw closer to your children, mothers especially. You need to set a great example for them. And we as parents we say what our parents say don't do as I do, do as I say do that doesn't work, it didn't work for me and it's not going to work for your children, our children are exposed to so much more than we ever dreamed of when I was a child 2 o'clock at night, the TV went off you heard the stars stang about boom, 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 boom. then the TV went blank and it stayed like that to 6 o'clock the next morning now you can watch TV 24-7. Anything that you want to watch, whether it's good or bad, ugly or pretty, all in between. And that's why it's so important for us to instill in our children positive values and morals so that they can make choices. Because you're not going to be around to watch them all the time. That's why you have to build up that trust build up those morals and those values, teach them to them so that they can make better choices. Our children are looking for love in all the wrong places. They're looking for love with their friends or so-called friends and all this extra curricular activities out on the streets with these people who are not good examples for them. They're looking for love in all the wrong places. That's why we, as parents, have got to show our children love. We got to show our children because you love someone, that doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong because no matter what that person do, you're going to still love them. You're not supporting what they did, but you still love them. We have so much to give. Teach your children their history. Teach them where they came from. You have Ancestry.com and other places like that on the internet. Now, I don't advise anybody to give nobody your DNA because that may come back to bite you in the behind. So don't give nobody your DNA. But it's okay to go on Ancestry.com and to look up your history to see where your people came from. We need to do positive things as a family. And every time our family get together, 
And, and I do. I love to sing and I love to dance. But every time we get together, we shouldn't have on those booty cutters and shaking our hips and training our little young girls. Shake it, girl, shake it. Our young girls have minds and they can think. And they don't need to shake their money maker all the time. It's a time and a place for everything. And this is what we got to teach our children. Read a book. Read a book. Read a book. There's knowledge in books. And I can hear you. Well, I can just look at YouTube. YouTube is okay. But you need to read a book. So that when you have a question about a financial situation, you can pick up that book and go back to page 95, paragraph 3, and read it again. When you have a question about should I invest in this stock, you can go back to that book and look at it. Books are knowledge, and that is so true. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the further you go. We've got to teach our children how to think. And you would think that people just automatically know how to think. Common sense. You think, oh boy, that's just everybody come. Everybody don't have common sense. If I could bottle common sense and put it in a water bottle, I would be filthy rich. Because I would sell it just like they do water for a dollar bottle. Everybody don't have common sense. Teach our children common sense. Teach our children how to reason. And teach them how to not react to everything people say. People are going to test you. They're going to test the waters. But you don't have to respond to everything people say. Sometimes you just have to walk away. Teach our children that guns are not the answer. Teach our children that they can have the kind of life that they want if they put in the work. And you have to put in the work. In my day, you went to the federal government, the state government, and in 30 years, you could retire. So if most of us started working in the government when we were in our early 20s, by the time you're 55, you have your 30 years and you can retire. I didn't say you have to, but you can retire. And you can retire on a decent retirement salary. But if we bounce from job to job, we are not going to be prepared financially when we hit that 30 years. We're just going to have 10 years over here, 5 years over there, X years that. You got to teach on how to be financially responsible. Everything that they see, they don't need it. They don't need name brand, this name brand. They put their names on their shoes so people can see their names. And perhaps, oh, I want to pay those. We have got to learn how to live within our means. We have got to teach our children how to live within our means. All too often we have an expensive car and when we drive it home, we are living in a shack and it shouldn't be like that. Invest in real estate, whatever type it is, invest in it. If you lease a house or and with the option to buy, start buying it. 
so that you can feel that generational wealth. Like I said before, land is a good investment. They're not making any more land. They're making Lexus every day. They're making Mercedes every day. But they're not making any more land. So we need to invest in those things that really matter. And as long as you have land, you can always get money. Invest in ourselves. Invest in our children. Music. Give your child an instrument. Teach them a musical skill. The horn, the piano, the drum. Those are skills. Teach them. And if you're like me, you don't know nothing about playing them, then you take them to piano lessons, music lessons, so they can get a skill. Because once you get a skill, people can't take that away. And we need to build our children up. And we don't need to wait till they get 19 or 13. We need to start when they're one. Start asking them, okay, show them different careers. And ask them, what do you like to be when you grow up? We've got to program our children into thinking big. That's our problem. We think too small. We think on a mini level when we should be thinking on the maximum level. Teach our children that if you can dream it, you can do it. But you've got to put in the what? The work. You've got to put in the work. We as parents have to put in the work. Our children themselves have to put in the work. And if we all work together, when our children are 25, 30 years old, we can sit back and we can smile and we can thank God that they are positive, wonderful adults. But we as the village have to put in the work. We just can't talk the talk. We've got to walk the walk. So remember, this is a brand new year. There is nothing that we can't do if we set our mind to it. So let this be the day that you make up your mind that you're going to do better, you're going to live better, you're going to Start saving where you didn't save before. If it's only a dollar a day. Today you put a dollar in the bag. Tomorrow you put two dollars. The next thing three. Stay out of McDonald's. Stay out the nail shop. Stay out of the wig store. Buying a hundred and some dollar wig. My Lord. Do you know how many wigs I can buy for a hundred dollars? Come on now. Invest in yourself and invest in those that you love. And when it's all said and done, your legacy, you will be proud of it. And the ones that's here, your children and grandchildren and great-grands, they will be proud. If you are a struggling single mother, you don't want your children to struggle. So teach them how to save. If you don't know, find somebody who do. There are lots of places that offer financial literacy classes. Take one. You have to invest in yourself. And I hear you, oh, I can't afford that. But yet you go down to the nail shop and spend $60, $70, $80 to get your nails done. 
every two weeks, but you can't afford to invest in yourself? Yes, you can. Let this be the new day that you are looking forward to. Invest in yourself and those that you love. And let this be a better year for everyone. Happy New Year. That's a wrap for today. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe so you can stay informed as to when new episodes drop. Thank you for listening. And remember, come on in the house.